welcome back to another episode of Two Idiot Girls. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Okay, we've inducted a new ceremony. Yeah, that we're gonna tradition. Do, we're gonna try and do every episode. One thing about us, we love a good fun drink. I, I love a silly drink. I tell you what, I literally told Dayson this the other day. I cannot drive without a drink. No, it well, has- I had to have my coffee, my water, and then my fun drink. Yeah. Or and if I already had coffee for the day, then it's water and my fun drink. Yeah, like, if I've already had coffee and I've already drank a lot of water, I'm like, I need to find something else. It's time something for else a fun, fun drink. Yeah, so I'll, like, stop for a tea or something, like a boba. Yeah, a boba, yeah. Yeah, like, but anything. Drew likes it, yeah. I love boba. I'll get the little jelly teas. I like those. those are I love good. those, too. Those are yeah. fire. Yeah, like, lychee jelly. Yeah. Ooh, so good. Anyways, so, so now we're going to try a fun, silly drink yeah, every so time. Yeah, so these are the Olipop sodies. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, so I've been seeing these all over... The Huats, TikTok, and Instagram. All over the talk. And I was like, those can't be good. Because I don't, like, fun fact about me, I don't fuck with LaCroix. And that's what it seemed like to me was LaCroix. It's considered a hate crime if you really think <coughs> about it. The gays it's, live first good sparkling water, I tell you what. I'm like, the only sparkling water I've had that I actually enjoy is liquid death. I, for some reason, I just don't, I can't get behind LaCroix. I've tried. But you like Perrier. Yeah, I love Perrier. It's just the Croix. Can you believe it? It's yeah. annoying. Well, even that. What's Spindrift? Bu- you don't like Spindrift, right? No, the Bubbly. I don't like that one either. Oh, okay. So, like, anyways, long story short, I finally tried this at an event, and it was fire. What flavor of Olipop did you try? I think mine was, like, ginger something. Mine was, like, watermelon something. Or, or strawberry other. something. Yeah. Yeah. Mine and was watermelon something. Oh, okay. Yours, you had, like, a ginger lime or something. Yeah, so good. Both of them were fire. So I was like, Our okay. mom had the watermelon one, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, so they taste like soda. Cool. Sounds good. But not really. <laughs> but not really. So, But they're not LaCroix. They're, like, in between. Okay. Anyways, all of that to say, we're trying the Olipop Classic Root Beer flavor. We haven't tried it yet. Yeah. This is our first, this is a live Taste reaction. Test. Are you ready? Yeah. Ooh. Wow, that's a lot creamier than I thought it would be. Yeah. That's a little vanilla-y for my taste. I taste Splenda. <laughs> Do you taste Splenda? It almost... The second sip is better. Yeah, you're right. My tongue has been coated. You know what's funny is... Okay, cheers. Cheers. We should have cheers before. These are good. What would you rate them out of five? I give Five a- out of ten. Okay. Yeah. It could also be five, but okay. What a random number. Yeah, one to five. I feel like you're saying that like it's normal and it's Like when you rate a movie, you do a a five-star review. Interesting. Anyways, okay. I guess all pops are out of 10. So I'd give this a strong eight. Maybe a seven. I'd give it like a six. Yeah. It's just a little too creamy for me, but you know what? Root beer used to be my drink. That's true. That used to be the drink that I used to get all the time. And mine was Dr. Pepper. Yeah, so now, since I grew up, and now I drink Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper, preferably Diet Dr. Pepper is like my drink, so. I know there's only one left in my fridge, and it's just sitting there, <laughs> waiting for a fun occasion. <gasps> fun fact, the other day I was eating uh, Chipotle, and I swallowed a tortilla chip before I, I had really chewed on it. Oh my god. It was literally stuck in my throat, like the Spongebob meme with the reed in Squidward's throat. She texted me this saga, so that's why I'm uninterested. And I Googled it, and it's a, I literally Googled what to do when a tortilla chip stuck in your throat, and it said to drink soda or something bubbly, because something about it like breaks it It'll up It'll really like dissolve it. One sip of Diet Dr. Pepper, donezo. <laughs> Life-saving hack. Just, I'm not joking. Keep soda on hand in <laughs> yeah. case you eat a chip too fast and you start Swallow to choke. Yeah, I, she texted me that whole saga, and then I text her back, go to bed. 
It was also 11 p.m., so yeah. I, I don't blame her for saying that. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Okay, yeah. Strong six. It's a little creamy for my liking. I kind of wish I tried a different flavor. If you have fun drinks like these that we could buy at the store. Oh, my God. Yeah, please. Put them in the chapel. Please They're like your favorite drink. Put them in there, and we will judge you. <laughs> And say, mm, I think you're dumb. Let's try a silly. <laughs> well, give us a recommendation if yeah. you have a silly drink you'd like us to try that it looks like we haven't. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, when you go start, you like get Starbucks in the morning, and then you feel like getting it again, but you know you shouldn't have coffee. Yeah. What fun silly drink are you gonna get with no caffeine? They don't have olipops there. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna have to get a tea. And it's vitamins. Yeah, it has. What is that's it a here? prebiotic. I prebiotics, think. whatever. <laughs> like it says, prebiotics, botanicals. Okay, plant fiber fun honestly like that none of that makes any sense to me but like if you told me i'd be like sure ollie pop more like ollie stop i love this <laughs> all right let's get into this episode okay so we're doing a part two for all of your burning questions for us uh i hope a lot of you enjoyed part one yeah someone said not me getting excited because you picked my question and then you said that everyone asked you that question so <laughs> <laughs> do you guys fight oh yeah no. we do get questions like that we never fight. The other episode was a lie. All right, so let's get into these questions for real use. Okay. So this first one's from Sydney, and she said, if you could be on a reality show, what would it be? The Great British Baking Show. I knew you were going to Immediately. Yeah, I agree. Immediately. I need no other. Did you watch the new one for this week? I did, but I fell asleep before the end. So. Oh, okay. But I know it's bread week. And I will finish it. Pretty intense. I'm Most likely today, to I will finish it. Today. I literally started on episode two and then didn't finish it, but I finished episode three, so I don't feel the need to go back and rewatch episode. Why one would two. you start on episode two? Because when I, I was at mommy's house and she was like, and um, I'm like, I haven't watched the first one, and she was like, it's okay, and just kept watching <laughs> the second one. So I was like, okay. I that show is easily like if I if they're like picture your happy place, it's there for me, and in, in the ten, yeah. I know. I just love the hosts and I just love everyone so the much. The ambiance, yeah. the vibes. I tried the junior version, but they don't. Do they have the same hosts? I have no idea. I've never watched I don't one. think they do. And I don't think they have the same people judging. So I was like, why would I watch this? Yeah, pointless. Yeah. I'm not watching this. No, honestly, that was the, that'd be the show I'd be on. Yeah. With zero baking skills. I was telling mommy that I think that you and Billy should be Noel and Matt for Halloween. Or Noel and Matt. Sorry, I said noel and matt that would be no so we should funny. be paul and prue and we've uh, believe it or not we've already entertained that costume several times but we both want to be paul oh so we're at a standstill <laughs> we're at a stalemate the two of us you're telling me billy doesn't want to be prue that doesn't she's taller than him it makes sense i told him i want to be paul and i want to go around handing out handshakes all night and he literally was like, I want to be Paul. And that's why we haven't done that concept. Yeah. We've already thought about it. I tear up every time he does a handshake. Me too. And it's so annoying. Because I know when he's going to do it too since I've watched it so much. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like, yep, I knew it. I, I tear, tear up. I tear up when they tear up mm-hmm. because their friends go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, I just like love them. They're just like, oh man, I just feel like it should have been me. Like they're so understanding two, and loving. I don't know if you ever get like people or season two, the last season that they had. Yeah. I don't know if you ever get, I always get Lizzie from that season mm-hmm. and she's best friends with Freya and they're roommates. I know. I know it in the little epilogue. Yeah. I know it showed them leaving, but I didn't know they were like, it showed them. I've seen them now on my TikTok. Yeah. They just, really they're, they're friends with all of their people on their season or, or most of them anyway, because they went and visit them. Yeah. It's starting to taste worse this, a little bit. If you just put your nose right there and sniff the olipop cream 
It smells like ass. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't think I can eat that. I changed my eight to a four. Yeah, that's why I said a six because it, it's like good. But if you go a little too long without it, I bet you my breath is hot, bro. <laughs> I bet you. That's it's... I took a sip and then I was like, <laughs> smelling it. I bet you my bro. breath is hot. Anyways. Don't buy this one. It's nasty. Yeah, that's the reality show I would be on for sure. I kind of would want to be on Love Island, but I'd want to host it. I would love to host just Love to Island. Like, just to like stir up shit. I don't want to host Love Island. I want to be the guy that that's commentating, yeah, that, the narrator. that's mean yeah. and makes fun of them. I want to be that Did guy. You know he's married to the host that's in real funny. life. Yeah. I didn't know that. When they replaced Caroline Flack, they picked his wife. I think she also does hosting, obviously. But that's cool. That's his wife. I didn't know that. I think that, uh, yeah, Love Island, I'd want to, yeah, for sure. I'd want to like host or but like But you're commentate. the narrator and then I'm the host. That'd be hilarious. I agree. There you go. Yeah. We're like Nolan Matt. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> it, in Love perfect, Island. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. For sure. Okay. This one says, what do you not like about each other? <laughs> I don't like that question. <laughs> that? That's dummy. What do I not Silly like? Silly goose. I don't like, what I don't like about Dason is I don't like that she settles when she dates. All right. I don't like that about her. You know what I don't like? I don't like that we're doing like that trend ring. I just love how you, <laughs> I don't like that you wait to the last possible second to tell me that something's wrong. <laughs> and then I'm walking into a burning house. Yeah. I don't like that. That sounds about right. That's that, Um, are you a Sag moon? What's no, your moon? No, my cancer. cancer moon. I think that's your Sag rising because yeah. Sagittarius people tend to be pretty hard headed. Yeah. You know well, I mean? my Virgo is also on note also. There you go. Never mind. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's more so, it's more so that I, uh, am so entrenched and like attached to like making things work no matter yeah. what, um, that like I wither away mentally and then I don't tell anyone until it's too late. And then I'm here and I'm like, why are we crying? What's going there on? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll answer, well, I think we can answer this one though. What are red flags in big threes? This is from Hannah a red flag yeah um i mean any we always talk it really just depends on what you are you know what i mean yeah it's hard for me to tell you what would be a red flag for you because it really just depends on your big three no a red flag to you like if someone read you their big three no i know oh, okay. so i can tell you what's what's a red flag to me that's what she's saying but what that are- could that could be different i'm just saying take it with a grain of salt because that could be different for you mm-hmm. she said in your opinion well, you guys already know my Capricorn slander. Yeah. So Capricorn's a big one, but it there's a big asterisk next to it because again, the big three has to be balanced. And Grace Dog, someone asked her, "Why do you hate Capricorns today?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "I just hate how like you guys are just like always so like in social situations." She yeah. called us fun suckers. I fucking told you. I know. And then I said, "Not me refusing to claim this as a Capricorn moon." And she said, "Well, isn't your son a Sagittarius? So it kind of balances." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It just depends. Because yeah. I have friends who are Capricorn sons. Yeah. But they have a balanced big three. But they do also have the qualities that I don't fucking like about sure, Capricorn. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I love them dearly because they're good people. But I would say um, I do love Aries people. Mm. Um, you guys stress me out. Yeah. Because I've described it before that Aries people are like, when you have impulsive thoughts... When you're like, what if I just, like, if you pick up your dog and you're like, what if I just threw him across the room? I'm not saying Aries people do that, but those impulsive thoughts, a lot of times, like, that's how you make decisions. 
you have impulsive thoughts, you give into them immediately. Yeah. And then you're like, I'll figure it out later. I, as a Virgo, can't handle that. Sure. I cannot. I simply do not and will not and shan't <laughs> deal with that. I, for a green flag, I really like cancers. I feel like cancers Yeah, I fuck with cancers, rap. yeah. Cancer women especially. Yeah. Cancer women are yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah elite cancer women are i vibe with cancer women so heavy like me too we just get each other but i'm also a cancer moon and I'm a cancer but person. i also i love scorpios i do too every scorpio i've met i really love i fucking love scorpios yeah. like cammy's a scorpio chris, chris clemens. clemens is a scorpio like i love my scorpios There's like someone else i just can't think of it off the yeah of my they're head. my scorpios are fire mm-hmm. honestly like they're so fun to hang out with so chill and honestly, every Scorpio I've met is, like, the coolest fucking person. Yeah. Like, they're so cool. Which I'm like, damn, that person's cool. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you see yeah, someone and you're yeah. like, that person's fucking cool. Like, that's that's how I think about all Scorpios, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think if I have red flags since I am in the dating world. Leos? I mean, is it? It's a flag of, so- of sorts, if you will. A, it's a pink flag. Yeah. Because it could go one of two ways. But, like, Dason attracts Leos. Um, but they're also, like, she's been attracting bad ones. So, like, <laughs> let's hope she... Let's hope... Not all the Leos. Like, Emily Grayson's a Leo, and she's not a bad Leo. But I know, but I'm talking about in your dating life, Ben. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, sure, like, sure. you're attracting only bad ones. Like, Leos, for me, they're either hot or cold. Yeah. Leos are either so open and loving and giving and like a good fucking time or they're the most selfish people you've ever fucking met in your life it's like one or the other like it's like the most extreme so when it's not just being selfish because they're known for being like very like prideful in how they look yeah like like, yeah Yeah. so they're vain so either they like like to take care of themselves or like they think everyone every time they walk in a room everyone wants to sleep with them honestly i think yeah but i also think the vanity it goes across the board whether they're good or bad they're bougie and they're they they're vain like and bougie is obviously relative it just depends on what you consider bougie 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 oh my god what's in this dream hello i'm feeling kind of fucked up <laughs> do you remember that vine where she goes i don't know it was probably yeah. fucked up yeah and it said what were you like when you were born do you remember like, what it was like when yeah you were born? she goes i don't know i was probably fucked up <laughs> she's like <laughs> your name was literally just nut <laughs> i hope you're doing well babe wherever you are in the world <laughs> anyways yeah those those are like some green and red flags but of me for any like so let's just think of men what are all of them are bad all of the signs yeah the worst ones virgo yeah i i would say virgo and then would you say an aries man is next for me (laughs) for me (laughs) aries men irritate the fuck out of me like they they are so irritating it's like unbelievable and everybody loves them, and it feels like, as a Virgo, I'm the only one who sees how annoying yeah. they are. I feel like we're being gaslit into not why we don't like them. They're yeah, like- and you know what's funny is I attract Aries men as, like, friends. Sure. Like, like Aries men flock to me, I think, because they think it's funny that they irritate me so much. And then we vibe. Like, we get along. But, like, they're fucking annoying. Like, Aries men, they stress me out. I don't yeah. want to say annoying, but they stress me out because I'm a Virgo, so... You know what I mean? But Virgo men are at the top of my list. Like, every Virgo man, stay far away from me, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I even said too, like when you like every Virgo man is like the most competitive person you've ever met in your fucking life. I think Aries is up there too though. Yeah. They're very competitive, yeah. but they have a little bit more fun. Virgo men like are, it's like, it's the you're world gonna, if series. If I don't win, you're going to have to kill me. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally like, I hope that you're comfortable with losing all the pieces to your board game, because if they're losing, they're going to throw it across the fucking room and you're going to lose every single piece. You know what I mean? So Virgo men are the worst. I've been saying that. When all that Liam Payne drama happened, I said, that man's a Virgo. Every time we talk about Virgo men, we bring him up. Him and uh, Nick Jonas. I rest my... I'm telling you right now... They both did the face, huh? With the wrinkled forehead? Yeah. I'm telling you right now, if I... Like, all peace, all love, like, I genuinely would love to meet the Jonas Brothers, but I know for a fact if me and Nick were, like, ever hanging out casually, we'd get into at least two fights. At least. Minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah. We start throwing hands, just the two of us. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. This next one's from, I think it's Bela. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked, what is the most racist thing anyone has ever said to you? Fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think. Dude, I, I don't know. I have one. You want to hear it? So my whole life, I feel like I've been perceived by non-polynesian people to be mexican which is fine yeah i've never been offended by it or and by non-polynesian people she means white well yes <laughs> yeah. yeah even like yeah 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 exactly so um, i know the story you're gonna tell yeah so yeah. i went to school in oregon which is predominantly white mm-hmm. and one time i went to get a pedicure which people in oregon don't do and i don't understand why that's strange i think because it rains and you don't really wear open-toed shoes but i'm like but then what are the dogs look like inside your shoes i would like to know i don't want to know but anyways i went one time and a white guy did my feet which should have been my first red flag (laughs) because what's going on here right yeah so he's doing my feet and he's talking to me the whole time which is my second red flag why are you talking to me especially men Jason hates talking to strange men especially white men (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting there and i can't leave because he's touching my feet yeah and so he's like talk we're talking about like moving and like living there like i think he was from eugene so we're talking about a bunch of different stuff yeah and then out of nowhere he goes hey can i practice my spanish on you and then i go (laughs) what and he goes yeah don't you speak spanish I've never told him I speak Spanish. Yeah. And then I go, why would you practice on me? And he goes, well, aren't you Mexican? And, I, he's all, and I'm learning on Duolingo. He's like, habla espanol. <laughs> tu entiendes? <laughs> and then I was like, comprende? He's all, eres mexicano? <laughs> and I went, nope, I'm not tu Mexican. eres mexicana? Yeah. That's too advanced for him. And I'm like, nope, I'm not Mexican. <laughs> And I'm like, I do kind of speak Spanish, though. And he goes, cool, let me practice on you. Didn't even have, and then I was too embarrassed. And then I was like, yeah, muy bueno. <laughs> Dude. That was probably the most racist thing that's ever happened to me. I genuinely. There's probably others, but that's like the first one that always comes to mind. Um, I don't know if you can consider this racist. I mean, it is, but like, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Every day you so. exist on TikTok. <laughs> Dude, so yeah, it's I just talk about being called Drew Buffalo, which is for sure racist. But anyways, so when I was in college, I took a Pacific Island Studies course, right? When I was a freshman in college, and um, I loved that class because I learned so much about like I knew I knew a fair amount about Polynesia, but I learned way more about like Micronesia, Melanesia, right? And just the diaspora, I learned like so much shit. 
And in my class, who's the fucking bitch that went to Samoa and wrote that novel? Her name, write this down, <laughs> is Margaret Mead. That's what it is. I kept saying Jane Goodall and I'm all, that's chimps. That's my, <laughs> that's literally my hero. That's, but no. that's monkeys. Anyways. No, and she studied gorillas. Get your facts straight. Anyways. <laughs> Not anyways, but okay. Potato, tomato, Margaret Mead. Yeah, Margaret Mead. So she, for those of you who don't know, Margaret Mead went and studied us as if we were monkeys. animals. Yeah, like if we were, spe- as if we were non-humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and came back and wrote like a tell-all about Samoa. And um, the whole fucking thing was bullshit. Like, she made up so much fucking shit. It's unbelievable. Like, she just went there and fucking stuck her white nose on our fucking business. And then came back to the mainland and essentially wrote this thing as if it was fact. And it's been passed down for, like, generations. So to this day, there are still things from that tell-all that, like, someone people constantly have to be like no yeah and have white people ask them yeah yeah so, that happened to me too yeah so i don't know i think this qualifies as being racist but you tell me i was we were learning about margaret mead mind you racist yeah mind you my teacher bless her she was so nice um but she was like very like let's talk about it you know what i mean like she was not immediately like, this is fucking bullshit. She was, she was like, white? no, she wasn't. Oh, okay. She was Chamoran. Okay. So she was, I think she was just trying to leave it open to see like, to discussion. open the discussion okay. is what my gut tells me. And there were white people in this class and she was, obviously she went to Samoa. So like I, at the time I was the only Samoan person in the class. Like there were other brown people in there, but oh, they were not okay. Samoan. So my class was small. It was really small. And so then she was like, is anyone in here someone? And I was like, right. And then she's like, oh, let's talk about it, whatever. And then I had a white girl say, um, oh, yeah, I know all about Margaret Mead, blah, blah, blah. Like she was a fan. Red flag. And then she tells me. She would be. She goes, yeah, I know everything about Samoa. I'm like, word. Samoa. <laughs> yeah, Samoa. Yeah, she wasn't even saying it right. <laughs> she's like, uh, and I'm like, oh, word. She's like, yeah. Um, but I did want to ask a question and I was like, sure. And she said, um, is anyone, has anyone in your family, any men like that were born and identify as men, um, were they raised? Oh, because that's why if there's, there was this thing she wrote. yeah. Yeah. If you have all sons and no daughters, she was like, has anyone in your extended family, um, been raised to be a woman? And I was like, what? (laughs) Poor Kay. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, yeah. And Margaret Mead's thing. It says that um, if you have if you bore all sons and no daughters, even then, if you have like we have the youngest son is our brother. No, I know. But more specifically, she wrote if there's no women, because in in the gen, the gender roles within someone culture are like men cooking clean women take care of the the elderly and babies right so if there's no women who's going to take care of the elderly and who's going to take care of the babies the youngest son that's what yeah, we do so so they said they they assign those roles to the youngest son and they raise him as a woman and then that's what she what they're conflating like what she conflating is conflating is the third gender which is a fafafine so like 
She doesn't understand that because she's a fucking dumbass. But even then, Margaret the Mead. youngest son will not, it won't automatically grow well, up. And it's, be- and it's like, what? Like, that's not even remotely true. Like, I think it was her trying to explain why the Fafa Fine exists yeah. within our culture. Instead of just understanding that they're a third gender, she was like, oh, no sons or no daughters raise him as woman. Like, so fucking stupid. So yeah. she's like, yeah has that happened in your family is that common she asked me and i go is it common to raise men who identify as men as women and she said yeah i go no that's not true and she said oh no but it is true so maybe it's just like a generational thing and i go no it's not true and i started getting mad and then when i left i called my dad who's full someone and was raised in samoa I called him and I said, can you believe this fucking bitch? And I said, just so I know, is that, that's not true, is it? Because I know it's not, but just to be sure. My dad goes, no, that's not fucking true. And he said he's heard that too. Yeah, my freshman year, I had a white girl on my rugby team ask me, hey, don't you have a little brother? And I said, yeah. And she said, are you guys going to raise him to be a woman? And then I was like, see, what does that mean? And she said, well, we learned that in Samoa, they raised the youngest son to be a woman. And then I said, why would my parents do that? That doesn't make any see, sense. You see how it, like, over time, it, like, dilutes? Like, I know. And it then, was supposed to be for gender roles, and then now it's just, like, if the last child is a boy. I know. Like, what? What? So then I asked my dad, and he goes, why would we do that? And he goes, think of my youngest brother. Is he a woman? And I go, well, no. Then I took a Pacific Island Studies class when I was a senior, yeah. and we talked about that a lot. Yeah. And what was funny about it, too, is that there are reports, too, of other Samoan people that were living in Samoa at the time yeah. that were doing stupid shit around her. To, to be funny. And then she believed it was yeah, real. And she wrote it as fact. So and I wouldn't be surprised if someone was like, I'm the youngest son of <laughs> five daughters and I'm a, like to be funny. And you, know, and you know what? I wouldn't put it past them. No. Because one thing about someone's, they can't take shit serious. We're gonna be, and that's just a fact. We're going to be ridiculous. They're yeah. going to, they're going to make a joke and they're going to, and they're going to commit to the bit. Yeah. I'll tell you that. So I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, I would say that's probably the most <laughs> racist thing other than like, um, just generally like where are you from yeah no really and then i go california and they're like no but where are your ancestors from sure fucking i don't know <laughs> i know where yours are from that's what i said <laughs> they're not from here <laughs> they're not from here i'll tell you that much <laughs> okay this next one's from eddie and she wants to know what is the most noticeable thing that you two see in each other that's changed the most since high school or college she also said andrew why did you say no to to peely for prom you don't have to answer if you don't want to <laughs> so we'll do that first because that's easy tell the people why i don't think i can dude <laughs> we just had like friend things going on i can't tell you i will not tell you why but i will say this it was friends and i will say this too i wish i had said yes because my prom experience we all remember was the worst night of my life you and me both i think that night i was all i think i'm a lesbian this is awful <laughs> add it to the fucking list of reasons why they are always at the top of my fucking vendettas bro like oh, men uh, in general oh yeah there men you go in general like okay. fucking a so that's your answer to your first question eddie and then the second part what is the most noticeable thing that you two have seen each other that's changed the most since high school or college um you're all well, for one you're gay <laughs> <laughs> I guess your affinity to liking women. Um, I would say, I don't know. Like, I feel like in both of us, it's just like our intellect and 
empathy as a whole, like our understanding of the world mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. has vastly grown since Especially we were in high from school. high school, yeah. Yeah, like we already talked about this in a previous episode, but we both used to be pygmies, as we all were at one point. And if you say you weren't, you're a fucking liar. Or you're probably still a pygmy. <laughs> and you can't and you can't self-diagnose. Use your wake up call, babe. Yeah. Um, we were all a pygmy at one point. I would say our understanding of the world as a whole um, and our empathy towards others and understanding of humor, what's funny and what's not, that's like vastly changed since we were in high school. Yeah. College, I would say we just got more responsible, I guess. I don't think I've changed that much since college. I think I'm... Me either. Yeah. I mean, like, knowledge-wise, no. I would say, like... I mean, that's not true. I definitely learned more since college, but, like... I think, for me, the thing I've noticed, the, the biggest difference in you since high school... Yeah. Is, I think, you, your know-it-allness has dialed down, like... Oh, that's a great a one. A bazillion points. That's a great one, yeah. I think your willingness to understand if you're wrong or something... <laughs> Has grown that's a, a great lot. one no that's no that's actually really true and this is so fucking funny because what changed that for me like the biggest thing that changed for me was one of my best friends in college <laughs> is one of the biggest know-it-alls i've ever met in my entire life and she knows that and i've told her many fucking times yeah. and her and i would fight all the fucking time and i'm not even kidding you i would look at her and i'd be like that's what i look like that's intolerable i can't do it I, i'm not even kidding you what's funny she's an aries too yeah. so like she, she was not even a virgo she was quite literally a mirror to me and i was like that's horrible i can't <laughs> i can't be that way and i literally was i remember thinking to myself i can't believe i had friends <laughs> i wasn't a bad person i was just like I was a fucking know-it-all. Like, it's just, it is what it is. It yeah. comes with the fucking Virgo territory, unfortunately. It's easier to just be like, I don't know. But see, I no shit. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, though. Like, I was that girl that, like, if I was so, if I was convicted, you would have to kill me before I said I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you were going to have to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great one. That has for sure changed. Yeah. Um. Thank fucking God, I dude. think that's like, the biggest thing. I've th- and That's also another reason why I could have never been in a relationship with Billy when we were in high school. Or after, like right after high school. No, it just it happened when it was supposed to. Yeah, because sure. like he's a he was a big know it all too, so that would have been a fucking nightmare. That would have burned to ashes immediately. I don't even know that I would say he was a know it all. I think he would, he just like couldn't take anything seriously. If That's that makes true. Sense. Which so is, he would like yeah. he, like he would like dick around. So like he knows you're getting mad because you know you think you're right, and then yeah yeah he yeah. would like um mm-hmm. instigate a little bit. He is kind of a know it all too, but like it's different. Yeah, it's not as bad as me. He's he's know it all like randomly. But for the most part, he's the most, like, I don't know, about everything. Yeah. That's how Dason is, too, about shit. It's, that's the Capricorn, because she just literally goes, I don't know. And that's she, I, like, really know. I'll go, no, yeah. no, because no, she, like, immediately doesn't care. So she's like, I, I don't care, so. Whatever. <laughs> like, so she had that really early on. I didn't have that till I was, like, fucking 19, but... You know, then girly. <laughs> no, it, and it tapered. It tapered. Yeah. It like was like this, and it literally went to a point. Yeah. Thank God. Um, I think for you, it's your confidence more than anything in in who you are as a person, because I think that Dason was so demure and so shy and so non confrontational that she would kind of mold to whatever other people were doing, or kind of um. Mirror it. Mirror it to an extent because 
she also was walked to the beat of her own drum, but very specifically. Like, it wasn't everything. It was only specific things that you were like, no, this is what I like. But for the most part, I think she used to blend a lot. And now I think you've, like, really, like, 180'd from what you used to love and care about to now it's, like, whatever you care about and you love. So that's why, like, I think that's probably the biggest thing for you. All right, friends, we're going to take a quick little break for a little ad moment, and this is with our friends at Pretty Litter. So me, Jason, I have two little cats, and they are treated like humans in my house. Those are my sons, and I will treat them as such. And so with my kids, I like to spoil them and buy them things that either bring them joy or bring me joy. And one of my favorite ways to spoil my cats is with Pretty Litter. And so one of my favorite things about Pretty Litter is that they have a health detector within it. So when my cats are healthy, that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when they are healthy. So helping me know that my cats are healthy is just one reason that I use Pretty Litter. So honestly, the biggest difference between Pretty Litter and conventional litter to me is that it comes in this little tiny bag. It's not dusty or powdery. It's not even scented, really. It literally looks like tiny little like pieces of glass but they don't hurt if that makes sense um so they use a super light crystal base which minimizes mess and dust plus the crystals last up to a month which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can the coolest thing about pretty litter is that it changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illnesses in my cats including urinary tract infections and kidney issues the health detector is super important to me because my cats are little independent men who don't tell me when anything's wrong until it's almost too late if that makes sense. So I love that the litter gives me a heads up on if something can go wrong with them or if they need to go to the doctor and things like that. I also love that Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small lightweight bag. So Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash two idiot girls to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash two idiot girls to save 20% prettylitter.com slash two idiot girls now back to the episode this one's from chloe and she said have either of you accidentally clogged a toilet at someone's house either you didn't know them very well or was it your first time over if so how did you handle it and yes i have a lot of traumatizing hilarious stories between my sisters and i about clogging toilets <laughs> never clogged a toilet at someone else's house like on some dumb and dumber shit as far as i know I mean, there have been a little, some scares for me sometimes Yeah, where well, I thought it wasn't going to go yeah. down. I don't, I think I've only ever done it at my mom's house. I don't think I've ever done it at someone else's house that I can think of. I don't even want to say that I've never done that because I'm sure I have. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm someone who started cleaning when I was young. So I knew how to plunge a toilet. Sure. You same. know what I mean? Yeah. Same. At it, from a young age, so I knew I'm, how to f- I, plunge a toilet. Maybe I've never been scared to clog it because I'm like, if the plunger's there, I got it from here. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. I know how to turn the water line listen. off. I know how to get it going. Yeah, listen. I'm a pro. This isn't my first time. You know Some what I mean? Some would call me a pro. <laughs> I don't have any stories, but I wish I did. Yeah. That would be funny. Okay, this one's from Becky, and she said, what books have made an impact on you and why? Some of mine are The Book Thief, The mm. Secret Life of Bees, and What Happened to You by Oprah Winfrey. I will say, did you give me, Drew likes to describe movies to me in such a bizarre way. Was it The Book Thief, or was it someone, is The Dressmaker, is that what it was called? What was the one, remember? With Kate Winslet? I think so. That was The Dressmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was The Book Thief. It wasn't, The guy right? dies in the grain. I don't remember. In the silo. Remember I told you, I was like, he falls in, dude, and drowns, suffocates, whatever the fuck you call it. 
Yeah. You literally recorded me telling you that story. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It wasn't the book thief, huh? Okay. No, it was the dressmaker, <laughs> not the book thief. No, you also... Okay, so the a book that's made an impact on both of us is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Oh. I have seen some of a discussion on people like her and... Um, Glennon Doyle. It's like basically the same type of like white feminist type thing. I feel that. And they're saying that. Listen, like, I read it with a grain of salt because I yeah. I figured, you know what I mean? But that's, <laughs> I figured. Um, I feel like that's not entirely intentional. I think they just can't help it sometimes. Yeah. Or they like only know like what they know. Their advice can only apply to like wealthy white women. To an extent, yeah. But I, would I think say, that's fair. I would say Daring Greatly. I thought could apply to anyone. Yeah, no. Daring Greatly, that one is extremely applicable, like in many ways. That book changed me when I read it. And that because it could apply to my life. And Mm -hmm. it was it was something that I read that book after I got fired. Um, and it, even though I gave it to her before she got fired. Yeah. But then I had a lot of time because of the pandemic. (laughs) So there you go. But, um, I read it then because. I, you know, was in a transitionary period in my life and I had never felt more lost and I am not someone who's ever lost. I'm not someone who struggles to know what I'm going to do or who I'm, who I am. So I'd never felt like that before. Mm -hmm. That book came at me at the perfect time. I read that when I needed it the most. Um, I do think that it's fair to say that like some of the advice is kind of like, um, and I'm not talking about the book, but like outside of that is kind of like, those like Gary V videos and they're like, why don't you just get off your ass? Like, like it's like shit. That's like, well, duh. Like that's Her, hers have never felt like hers. have never felt like uh, that. But I that's an say, extreme. Comparison. I will say women like Glennon Doyle or Rachel, whatever her face. It's like, girl, wash your face or whatever. That one girl. I don't know that girl. I can't think of her name. If you do know who I'm talking about. Yeah. She has a book called girl, go wash your face. And then the next one's like something similar to, I'm going to look it up. But she was caught for saying, I think she said something kind of racist. And then people go, I can't believe you're racist. Simone. You can't believe a white woman who's built her entire platform off being that relatable white girl that everyone likes. Girl, yeah. go watch your face. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. I just think that that is to be expected. Rachel Hollis. It's literally called. Oh, I've heard that it's name. It's literally called Girl, Wash Your Face. Okay. And I think it was like on a on a live or something because it went viral on TikTok. Okay. I think I know she what you're talking about. She said something kind of messed up and i can't remember what it was but i was like why are we surprised i'm not gonna read something that says go wash your face i think that i think that's to be expected to be honest with anyone who's like any sort of life coach of any kind and they're not a person of color like or yeah a black person i think that's to be expected because they only know what they know like their lens is very very white and that's just what comes with it um their should- <laughs> advice from women like that remind me of like that tiktok you saw me today that when people are dancing with that filter in the true jackson vt <laughs> yeah, song yeah, like, yeah. and it's like the fat leaving my body when someone says you're not that big <laughs> or someone that said when people tell me don't be sad this is the depression leaving my body <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly it's like it's like obvious shit it's like well yeah i can't believe i didn't think of that yeah i don't see i don't see Brene Brown's book as that that's not what it was at least for me Mm -hmm. um and it was very applicable to my life because most of it was is just mental you know what I mean like it's just like a mental uh thing so I loved that book I felt like it really did change my perspective on myself on my goals like what I really want in life all that kind of shit but I do get it I think I think that's a fair assessment I'm not gonna argue with you (laughs) because it's 
what do you expect is what I think. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Michelle Obama's memoir. Oh, is that good? Loved it. So fucking good. So inspiring. Oh my God. She's just unbelievable. I've read both of JVN's books. Mm. I've never um, read those, but I would love they're to. They're both really good. There's a lot of, especially in the first one, there's a lot of like kind of heavy stuff in it. Mm. Um, I think that's why I didn't read it. Yeah. But the second one is really cute. There's still a lot of heavy stuff in it because we all live very complicated lives. Yeah. But, especially um, JVN. But yeah, it was, the both of them are really good. I really enjoyed both of those. Yeah. Um, oh, I read um, The Chronology of Water by Lydia Yuknovich. She's like a famous writer. I think she, well, yeah, she went to University of Oregon and like I think grew up in and around. Is Eugene. that your friend Austin's favorite book? Yeah, it was one of yeah. my, my friend Austin was like his favorite book, and I finally read it this year. It's mm-hmm. really good, really heavy, and sometimes you have to, you, like I have to like reread things if I'm not paying attention fully. Yeah, I feel that. But I really liked it. I wouldn't say that changed my life, but I did really like that book. Yeah, um, I read. I'm trying to think of like self help books. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, the summer. Summer, I turned, I turned pretty. pretty. i literally i i don't remember if i've talked about this on the podcast but i read the first two books i stopped the third one about this yeah Yeah, halfway because it's not going the way i would like it to i know i talked to melissa and i asked her who are you on team are you on and she She said conrad yeah and i was like i don't need to hear anything poor choice but anyways um i would say one of the books i read when i was like a kid was the book Tiger Eyes. <laughs> Judy Bloom. I love that book. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's a great book, but yeah. it stuck with me forever. And I don't know if it's just because it was that moving mm-hmm. or if because it was kind of heavy. Like there were some heavy parts in it. Yeah. So, and it's, I believe, a true story, if I remember correctly. I don't think it is. Then I'm a liar. Never mind. <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> or I said I think it's a true story, but I can't remember. I if it is. wish. I'm like 50 shades of gray. <laughs> uh just kidding that's not true the subtle art of not giving a fuck i read that book and some of it is cringe down because it is very like fuck this fuck that fuck you but there are lots of parts in it that are really good like there's some really useful bits in that in that book it's like actually it's actually a really great book it's just some parts of it are chuggy but you know to be expected. To be expected, once again. But I really did like that book, and it was very helpful. Um, I'm trying to think of another book that changed my life. I don't know about changed my life, yeah. but I, other than the Brene Brown books, I read both of them, yeah. so they were both so transformative for me. Both and Michelle of, Obama's yeah. book. Uh, so this is from Abby. She said, Jason, were there any childhood signs that you were gay? I have so many, like being obsessed with my girl teachers <laughs> and my friend's moms <laughs> and secretly looking up girls kissing on YouTube. It shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone in my life. I mean, we talked about like lemonade mouth. I think that was the biggest one. Yeah, for I sure. I don't know that I had any other. No, there was nothing at all. And maybe I, ha- well, I did have like a really big friend breakup in high school that looking back was super gay. Yeah, um, that's but- fair. But I think, I think like growing up, no. Like Dason was arguably more heterosexual than me. Yeah. Front facing. You know what I'm saying? Like. I never liked boys. I never had crushes. I like I was wildly irritated with men all the fucking time from the beginning. And mine was like being afraid. Of them. Yeah, Dason was just afraid of them, but she always had a crush. She had a crush every other fucking month. Like it was a new one every single time. Yeah. And um that's why it was so shocking to me when she came out to me. And we talked about that a little bit like one of the episodes. Yeah, we've talked Yeah, in. we've talked about it too, like how I wish that I would... I, I, looking back, like that's one of the few regrets I have. 
I wish I was more accepting when she came out to me. And I wasn't like, ew, you're disgusting. But I wasn't nearly as accepting as I wish I was at the time. And I think it's because I felt like if I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, how could that be the case if I didn't know? Because Jason was my best friend and still is. You Everybody's know what I mean? a little gay, guys. Everybody. And that is very true. Okay, this next one's from, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced her name, Adamary. Ada Mary, mm-hmm. and she said, "What are your most bizarre food combinations that everyone looks at you like you're weird?" Mine is mozzarella sticks and a milkshake. As in, I'll take some on a spoon, put it on a cheese stick. That doesn't sound that bad. No, it doesn't. It kind of reminds me of like fries and a frosty mm-hmm. kind of thing, or an ice cream. Mine is hot Cheetos and carrots. Yeah, and I've been eating that since fucking fifth grade, bitch. <laughs> and I think it's just on accident. I ate like one and then the other and turns out they're fire flames and they go so well together. I don't think so. I have a weird food combo. No, that's my weird food combo. Yeah. And I... <laughs> that combo is not gonna hit like the Brookies. I talked about the Brookies. Hold on. If Oreo or Nabisco sees this, <laughs> I... I'm spreading the gospel with those fucking there cookies. I have sold so many of those fucking cookies. Your whole dude. story has been that. It's just brookies. Yeah. And you know what? Every single one of you has been like, these are fucking fire. And listen, do I want to hear any slander about my hot Cheetos and carrots? No. But if you try it and it's trash, I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> I always get baby carrots and then I eat hot Cheetos with them. And Fair they enough. are so good. I When I'm like PMSing or on my period... And I really crave like hot Cheetos. My mouth is literally watering. Ew, when I crave uh, hot Cheetos, I'll literally order carrots. I'll like Instacart them to my house and I'll eat them. Just just one bag of baby carrots from Instacart. Funny. So that's my weird food combo. Jason doesn't really eat weird food combos, I don't think. No, because I'm not a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking freak. Okay, we'll end on this one. Ready? Okay. This one's from Emma and she said, when you were in college, did you ever get lonely? I'm in my freshman year of college and I miss my sister so much. Our relationship is just like yours, especially oh. when my roommate is away and I'm by myself. <laughs> Let me tell you something about me. <laughs> about me when I went to, first of all, I'm living by myself right now. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a freshman in college again. It's <laughs> it's a lot. I live literally like two seconds from my parents. There's no reason to feel yeah. like that. But um, when I went to college, I, because I'm the oldest, I was absolutely devastated. And I remember the day we left, I told my mom, what if I just didn't go anymore? And I went to, I just stayed here and went to community college. And she said, get in the car, we're going. Um, Because I, just as close as I am to Drew, honestly, I think us going to different colleges even made us closer than before. And we've always been really close. For sure, yeah, for sure. Um, Especially with my little brother and my parents. Dason was someone who had to be pushed out of the nest uh, because she's just a big homebody and she's so close we're all so close like my family is like we're all ridiculously close so like like, the first like two weeks when i lived in well first of all my mom bought me like a bunch of groceries like nutella and stuff to make like sandwiches and samingi and whatever yeah and i instead of using my like uh residence hall like food points i just ate those every day so like i had like two thousand points by like the end of the month because i didn't eat out in the halls with everyone she didn't want to leave her room yeah and then i told my mom siming is cup of noodle by the way oh yeah that's noodles and someone but she got um, mad at me because she said we're paying for the points <laughs> and i was like okay sorry we'll go make friends is yeah. what she was trying well, to tell and then her. i called my mom every day i'd get out of class and then by like day three she's like hey you need to go like make friends and yeah leave your room yeah and i was like okay and then i wouldn't i would sit in my room and watch Grey's anatomy but i was very lonely yeah me 
Not so much. No. Drew I made was, friends like almost immediately. Yeah. I was someone who was really lucky to my freshman year roommate. We stayed friends all throughout college. Yeah. And my freshman year roommate, she was a sophomore and her boyfriend lived off campus. So she was never in the room. So I was always in the room by myself. You know what's so funny is my freshman year roommate, she left halfway through the semester <laughs> and then she came back randomly. <laughs> she's a, she is, is an so, Aries. She's the most unique person. Like, when I describe her to people, I'm like, you got to meet her. Like, it's like when I describe her, it sounds like one of those like overly tan white dudes that like is always at the beach, like recycling. You know what I'm saying? She sounds like that guy. Yeah. Like if I describe her, she's to, such a sweetie, but she's her. the yeah. fucking best. Like she's just one of the best people in the world. But anyways, I got really lucky with her because she was my freshman year roommate and um, she had already made a bunch of friends and I'll never forget this either. And if this fucking bitch sees this, I hope she does. But I remember, like, I was so excited to go to college. I thrive in environments where nobody knows me. I, like, find that so exciting. So I was so excited to live in Hawaii and go to school. And I really loved my roommate. But, like, I didn't really see her because, like, they have this whole week of welcome at University of Hawaii. And, like, they do all kinds of fun shit for freshmen or whatever. And I didn't do any of that because my family was still in Hawaii with me. So I literally just hung out with them the entire time and my roommate did all the stuff by herself and she just would tell me about it and I remember we had this like big meeting and that we had to go to so we all went to like the Stan Sheriff Center uh which is like where they play basketball and volleyball and we all had to go sit in there and then they were um giving a presentation on the school and all this other shit and I remember when I went to that fucking thing I was like okay I'm gonna make some friends because I hadn't hung out with my roommate at all and so I remember walking down there and this girl told me she was from Oregon and I was like, oh, cool. Like my sister lives in Oregon. And she's like, oh, where? I'm like, Eugene. She goes, oh, she go to the U of O. And like, we were like vibing. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. White girl. Right. And so we go to the center. She runs into someone that she knows from high school fucking ditches me immediately. She didn't even say bye. Like what happened she, to me at my student orientation. She, <laughs> she literally was like, let's sit together. I'm like, okay, cool. And then she, wait, fucking, I'm going to tell my story at the end too. It's okay. really funny. Go ahead. And then she fucking ditched me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, okay, bitch, fine. Right. And I was like, Oh, fuck you then. And then I remember I sat down like just for next to random people. And I was looking over the sea of people and I had never seen more white people in my fucking life, bro. Like I was like, this looks like... Was it convocation? That's what they usually call that big event when they welcome everyone. I don't remember what With, it like, was With, like, the called. president of your school and everything? Yeah, and there was, like, the cheerleaders were there, yeah. and it was, like, a whole thing. But, like, I was looking over that crowd, and I was like, what the fuck? When I was looking, I, it looked like fucking Newport Beach in that bitch. I was like, oh, my God, okay, fucking Laguna. What the fuck, dude? So then I remember being like, dude, and I left, and I was so bummed. And then my roommate called me and she goes, hey, want to go get dinner? I was like, yeah, sure. She goes, okay, I'm kind of short, so I'm going to have to stand on something for you to find me. <laughs> and I go, okay. Where you I told describe you describe where you are. Yeah, yeah sure. I'm like, you don't have to stand on anything, dude. Like, I, you just tell me where you're at. She goes, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I climbed on a rock. I'm all, okay. And then I go and I look. This bitch is standing on the biggest rock. I've, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, everyone's heads were here. She was, like, this high up. So I couldn't miss her even if mm-hmm. I wanted to. She had all the free shit on. Free hat, free sunglasses, free flip-flops. Lanyard. The lanyard, the backpack, the little drawstring. A neon green 
fucking tank top, shorts, and then she had an ace bandage on her ankle. And she was like, Drew, 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 Drew. Oh my God. And then she climbed, then she climbed off that rock and almost hurt her ankle again. And she goes, yeah, I heard it. Cause I was drunk jumping on a trampoline with five dudes. Okay. <laughs> Nick from new girl is what she reminds me of. Yeah. Those were her vibes. And so then we went to dinner and we were friends ever since. Didn't she always say that she was Leslie Nope and, uh, yeah, she got real mad when we said that she She's was Andy. Um, she was Andy. Yeah, she got so mad. She goes, "I'm literally so positive all the time. You guys don't think I'm Leslie." <laughs> That's what she told. Her. She got so mad. She got so mad. She left my house. <laughs> That's not a joke. Her and like my other friends, we were all talking about it, and they said I was um, Aziz Ansari's character. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, Tom. That's his yeah. name. I'm like, oh, that's fair. And then she was like, and I'm. And then we're, what's his name? Andy. Andy. We're like, Andy. And then she was like, what? It's so offended. Got up, left the house. <laughs> she didn't talk to us for like a day. I think I'm either Retta. I forget her name. Donna in the show. Donna, yeah. I think I'm either Donna or April. Even though I don't think I'm really April. But Donna even th- Donnie thinks I am. Now that I'm older, I feel like I'm, what's his name? Ron. Not Ron. Yeah, no. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yeah, Ron. Now that I'm older, I think I'm him. No, I think you're bad. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's a fucked up thing to say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I will say this though. I did get lonely at some, sometimes I wouldn't say lonely. I just got homesick. And I think that's what you're feeling. Um, but you're so lucky. Like we didn't, ha- <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have FaceTime. We didn't. I'd have to Skype yeah, her or that's call true. her. Or Uvu. Yeah. Remember Uvu? <laughs> yeah. We, we had to get real creative, but. I don't think you're, I mean, yeah, you could be lonely, but I think most of it's just being homesick. I think that's normal. Well, in your freshman year, this is your first time living on your own. There's like a million and you're like things a, happening like to you. And you're like an adult, like a pseudo adult. Yeah, yeah. You have to like, I saw Victoria Paris talking about it. She's like, you have to take care of your own nutrition, your schedule. <laughs> like The way that like, oh my God, even when I was a senior in college, I moved off campus for the first time. Yeah, it's way different. And then when I moved into my house, I was like, there's no shower curtain. Like, that's, like, <laughs> shit like that. Like, I, yeah. you I have, have to, to buy, buy it. That. So what do you mean there's no bathroom mats? Yeah, have you have to up. buy the curtain and the rings. Those are separate <laughs> from the fucking curtain. Like, curtains for the room. And then I'm telling you, don't forget the liner, the shower curtain liner. Otherwise, there's water. Like, the shit that you have to, <laughs> it's like, should I never even, because it was just in my house. Where do you get it? the house that's like that was my like reasoning in my fucking head because i wasn't a real adult yet but like i think the key to getting past that is well one to talk to your family as much as you can i would build a really good schedule where you get up every day at the same time and yeah the same type of thing get outside yeah yeah get outside um go in the sun Mm -hmm. and then like immerse yourself in the community at your school like there's so many clubs and activities activities yeah. yeah there's there's free shit to go to all the time on college campuses like I had the most fucking fun in college. Like, college, if I could redo anything, it would be college. I wouldn't want to, but, like, if I had to, I'd rather do that than high school. Some people are like, I'd rather go back to fuck high school. College is way better. And, like, you really come into your own as an adult. 
So that's why I love recommending college. I love hearing that people are in college. It's just so fun. Like, you just have the best time ever. Oh, my funny story about my orientation was that I met my roommate, like, at, like, 11 p.m. the day before it started. Yeah. And this was just for the orientation. We didn't end up living together. Yeah. And while we're talking, she's changing. <laughs> and she takes off her, like, I'm not looking at her because I'm looking at my phone. She's like, you know what I mean? And I look at her. She's completely topless. No bra. Titties out. Um, and, yes, yeah, she was white. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, tomorrow morning, let's get up early together and go get coffee and i was like okay <laughs> that's not even the funny part of the story no. her titties being out no. so then i got up and showered i was probably in there for like 35 minutes and i was so nervous i like you would have thought i was giving a presentation of sorts <laughs> because i was so nervous Jason was always so nervous my damn. mom literally didn't tell me we were going to my college orientation until the day before yeah because she, she knew she would chicken out yeah yeah so anyways and so i go shower and i come back left me just ditch me that makes me sad i was so upset that i called my mom like on the verge of tears <laughs> i'm already having like a really bad nerve-wracking day and she's like come downstairs i bought you coffee and a breakfast sandwich and i saw her and i immediately started crying and she was like why are you crying drink this stuff here and i'm like i don't know it's just like how am i gonna make friends she's like oh my god the first person you met doesn't want to be your friend you're doomed She's you like, and me both, bitch. I, and I was so mad at that girl that that night I packed up all my stuff and went to go sleep in the dorm that my parents were staying in. <laughs> it was way more fun in there. <laughs> I slept on a bunk bed with my dad on the bottom. <laughs> and he helped me put the mattress on the ground because it was hot. Anyways, <laughs> that was me my freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, I joined rugby. That's how... No, maybe join rugby. Maybe you'll find out you're gay. I literally, yeah, I literally befriended my roommate and then she introduced me to my other friends who were my friends all throughout college. Um, I met my, fr I met one of my friends though through, um, our best friend Kaylani from high school. Mm -hmm. Her cousin was roommates with my friend Sarah. Oh, Which is okay. such a weirdly small yeah. world, but like that's how I met Sarah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like um, that's one of my besties from college. So, um, yeah, like I would say to stay busy, right? Like Jason said, do your schedule and then immerse yourself in community life. Yeah. Like, like just put yourself out there. Like you'll you'll find someone. You may have someone with their titties out that ditches you, but then look her loss. You know what I mean? But yeah. Like, that's a rite of passage is to, like, have the first person blow you off. And then, like, you, <laughs> then you find your real yeah, friends, I think. So, I mean, just, like, stay busy and, like, stay hopeful. Mm -hmm. And then talk to your family as much as you want. As much as you miss them or whatever. Yeah. Talk to them. Text them. Whatever. You can stay in contact way easier than you could when we were in college. Yeah. But, yeah. That's my advice to you. But it's very normal to feel lonely or to feel homesick. All right, friends, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Two Idiot Girls. We hope you enjoyed it. Yes. You can listen and stream all of the audio versions everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And you can watch the video version on our YouTube channel. So for next week's theme, this was sent to us. One of you suggested this. I don't remember who. But we want to hear what your pet peeves are. Yeah. Do you want to explain to them the difference between a pet peeve and an ick? An ick is like, like something that turns you off from dating somebody. Okay. So it's like cringy so they can kind of be the same thing so like yeah they can they can be one in the same yeah. but i feel like pet peeves are more across the board like you wouldn't like for example i wouldn't say that something my brother did was an ick i'd be yeah. like that's a pet peeve of mine because obviously right <laughs> but like if billy did something that was an ick that makes sense to me yeah that's how i distinguish the sure, two of them because sure, 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 sure. i know we've done icks yeah but like 
pet peeves are something that goes across the board. Like my grandpa could do something that would be a pet yeah, peeve of mad. mine. Yeah, like you know we, I mean? we talked about the sneezing multiple times. The sneezing times. thing, yeah, that's that's a pet that makes I, I here's another thing. It makes me angry. Yeah, pet peeves make you mad. Yeah, icks cringe you out. Like yeah. they, they make you go like, ugh, I hate it. And they that's kind of make you mad, but they more so disgust you. But they don't enrage you. Sure. Like I I, I associate pet peeves with enraging me. Mm-hmm. Icks just make me go, ugh. And then that's it. Like a like a shudder. You're kind of sick to your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. But like a pet peeve makes me angry. Yeah. Or like it ir- irritates me to the point where I could get angry very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would distinguish the two. Okay. So look out for that Google link, friends. It'll be on our Instagram. Yes. But other than that, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.